Hello everyone, my name is Byron Howell. As you probably know, today is Tuesday, April 28th, uh, 2020. And uh, this week I've really wanted to just take a few minutes each night and have kind of a series about how that we can connect or reconnect with God in our lives. And last night we started talking about just, you know, this very terrible situation we're in, the coronavirus, you know, quarantine, and, and just all of the effects that this is having on the world, many terrible effects. Uh, you know, sickness and disease, but also financial devastation. I mean, this is a, a extremely difficult time, all sorts of terrible situations out in the world today. And statistics have shown, and there's a lot of information about this right now, that, that people are turning to God, that people are picking up their Bibles, they're reading, they're praying, they're watching church online. I mean, I know our church where we go, you know, have had explosive numbers of people watching the services online. And, you know, that's a wonderful thing. It's wonderful that people are turning to God in this very difficult time. And, you know, and we don't want to, you know, misstate anything here. These situations are terrible. We don't believe these situations are of God in any respect. You know, the sickness, the death, the financial devastation. God's not causing any of that. God doesn't want any of that. But, but God wants to help us. He wants to bring us out. And, you know, to the greatest extent possible, God wants us to, you know, learn his ways uh, to learn how to operate his system and then experience his blessings for our lives. And that's really what I want to help you start to grow in. So last night, we just talked a little bit generally about God. And we talked about how God loves you, how God has good things for your life. Jesus said that he's come that we might have life and that more abundantly. And we talked about how that applies right now. That applies to this life right now, that, that God is love. He loves you. And we even saw that uh, God says that, you know, those who are seeking God, we need to believe that he is and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I mean, what a wonderful promise straight from the word of God. And I know not everybody believes that. Not everybody thinks that way, that God wants to bless us. God wants to help us. But beyond the shadow of a doubt, that is a biblical truth. And that's what I hope I can share with you. So tonight, to follow up on that, we're going to start talking a little bit about the, the reading of the Word of God or the reading of the Bible. Now, now most churches and most Christians understand that, that Bible reading is something we need to do. It should be an important part of our lives and we should have a regular practice, but, but not everybody does. Certainly in my life, there have been times I've read more, I've read less, I've been really excited about it. I've been less so, you know, and that's not a good thing. I really should have a consistent diligent time, really daily reading the Word. But, you know, it's not always the easiest thing. Uh, the Bible is a, is a complex and an interesting book, so there's, there's much, much we could say about it. Many volumes have been written about the Bible, and, and so it's not always the easiest thing for people to just pick up and get started with. But I want to take a few minutes and talk about this, and hopefully I can help you in this area. And let me start by, by telling you how I first got introduced to the Word of God in, in a big way. Well, I went to the University of Florida and I graduated college in three and a half years. And that was not because of any sort of exceptional situation. It was just that I had no desire to come home during the summers. So I stayed in Gainesville and I took summer classes and I got nine credits every summer. And then I graduated in three and a half years. And so I had about eight months between college and law school. I didn't have much to do. And one of the things my dad gave me to do uh, during this time was, was see, my dad pastors a small church. He was going to give me audio recordings of his sermons that he wanted me to transcribe or type out so that he could turn them into books, which he, which he ultimately has done for several books. Uh, but so that was really uh, the first time I began to, to hear a lot of the Word of God. And, you know, I started spending three, four hours a day 
listening to my dad's sermons kind of over and over again because I was typing them out. So I'm hearing verses and concepts and points about God really for the first time. And, and really it did. It really began to, to grab hold of my life. It began to grab hold of my mind. And I want to read for you one of the, the first verses in this area of Bible study that really grabbed my attention. This is Psalms 19, verses 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. And you know, I was certainly no biblical scholar the first time I read that, but I just remember thinking, wow, I mean, that, that is packed with all sorts of fascinating statements. And I think I just liked the end. I, in, the, in keeping of the Lord's judgments, there is great reward. And that sounded pretty good to me, especially in that time in my life when I was, you know, 21, 22, needing to make changes, trying to make good decisions for the rest of my life. And, you know, one thing I got out of that, which I would recommend to everyone, you know, when you read the Bible, Really what you should do is just, just take God's word for it, so to speak. If God says something's good, then it's good. If God says something's bad, then it's bad. If God says you should do something like love, love others, be generous, so on, that's what you should do. And if God says that certain activities are bad, you should avoid them. And I can tell you, you know, you know, maybe I haven't done a whole lot right in life, but truly I tell you that, you know, 16, 17 years ago, I really began to listen to the word of God and try to do what it says. And, and really that's made all the difference. But so that first verse about, you know, how it says the, the, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Uh, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. You know, the Bible is filled with the wisdom of God, with the judgments of God, with, with that which God approves. And it's really up to us to begin reading the Bible, to learn about God. And, and I tell you, in keeping this word, in learning and obeying this word, there is great reward. But so that was really what got me started. And let's just take a moment and think about, about Bible reading plans. You know, especially if you've gone to a church at, for any time, good church at least, uh, they've encouraged you to read the Bible and they may have suggested different Bible reading plans. And I know my church has certainly done that. And those are a great thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Bible reading plans at all. We've all got to start somewhere. Now, some people might say that you should just begin in Genesis. Genesis is the first book of the Bible. It includes the story of creation, uh, the story of Adam and Eve and Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all those people. And it's a wonderful book, very interesting um, and then other people might say, hey, you should read the book of John. Now, obviously, uh, as Christians, the New Testament, those are the books that really begin with the ministry, the life and ministry of Jesus, and then continue on after his death and resurrection. Those are the New Testament books. We need to spend a lot of time there. So a lot of people will say that you should read Matthew or John to learn about Jesus, to learn about his life, to get some of his teachings. And I couldn't agree more with that. You know, that, that's a wonderful way to approach things. And I, I would honestly tell you that it doesn't matter how you start. The only point is that you need to start somewhere. And another way uh, to look at this or another option is a, is a Bible reading plan 
or the one-year Bible. And what the one-year Bible does is it breaks up the Bible in various sections so you could read the whole Bible over the course of a year, which I think is a wonderful, wonderful idea. But let me, let me make this point here. A lot of people struggle with reading the Bible, and that is for a variety of reasons. But, but I think that the big reason is because fundamentally people are approaching the Bible the wrong way. And here's the analogy. When I was uh, in college, I was an English major, and I primarily studied, studied old British literature. And I'm talking uh, Shakespeare, the Canterbury Tales, uh, you know, Samuel Johnson, things like that. That is definitely not everybody's cup of tea. But, but I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed just different things about that and studying and working with the language to try to figure out what the, the things meant because English back then is not like English today. And I read a lot, and I enjoyed it. So it didn't really bother me to, to take those classes. But I was also a business minor, and I took you know, all the standard business courses like you know, uh, management, economics, marketing. And I remember one in particular, which was Introduction to Financial Accounting, which I had to take. Now, that was a big book that I had to read. I mean, we basically read the whole thing. It was huge. And, and it was terrible. And I don't remember enjoying even a moment or even a page of that very large book. But you know what? I had to read it anyway. And, and I read the book because I decided that studying business was a good idea, that this was an appropriate course of study. This was an appropriate course of action for my life. And the book wasn't an optional reading. And that is the way it is, folks, with the Bible. If you have decided to make Jesus the Lord of your life, if you have decided to begin this relationship with God, reading the Bible is required reading. But let me, let me say this. You know, the Bible is not meant to compete with other forms of entertainment. This is not, you know, you're not going to say, oh man, I love the latest John Grisham or Daniel Steele or even Shakespeare or whatever. And the Bible is not nearly as interesting as that. The Bible is not meant to entertain you. The Bible is meant to introduce you to God and to help you understand the ways of God, the life of Jesus Christ, all that God has done for you, all the ways that God has loved you. And it's not designed to appeal to your intellect. So if you're approaching the Bible that way, like, oh, I'm going to sit down and it's just going to, it's going to fascinate me or it's going to stimulate me emotionally or intellectually and I'm going to love it and I'm just going to be riveted to the chair reading for hours and hours. You got the wrong idea. And these Bible reading plans, by and large, great ideas they are, they're meant to help our intellect, you know, be stimulated, be interested, be engaged. And that's a great thing, but don't take the wrong approach to the Bible. It's required reading. Think of it like food. Think of it like water. Think of it like medicine. You must have this to grow as a Christian. I was at a conference with a well-known speaker early in February, and I will say that I understood what he's saying, but I loved that he spent a weekend talking about it. Here was the only point he made. You will not grow as a Christian unless you spend diligent, consistent time in the Word of God. And my friends, I want to echo that sentiment 100%. It is just a reality. It was true in my life. It will be true in everybody else's life. But don't look at this as a hard thing. Just say, okay, okay. I'm not going to worry so much about whether I'm super interested in the Bible or whether I picked the right place to start or the right book. Maybe I picked the wrong book. Maybe I picked numbers. Maybe I picked, you know, the genealogies and the list of the tribes and all that stuff that most people don't care about. 
But so what? You got to read it. Just read it. Do your best. And here's the funny thing that will happen. Over time, you will enjoy it. You will learn to love when Jesus is ministering in the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus is talking about how much God loves you. And you'll read the stories of King David and King Saul and Joshua and the Promised Land and Abraham leaving his country and coming into a land that God would show him. You'll get to all of those stories and you will eventually love it because that's what happens with the Word of God. And so let me read you this verse. This is John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, guys, that is saying a ton in one very short sentence, and I would not even begin to try to explain it all or to even say that I understand it all. But let's just focus on the last clause. The Word was God. The Bible, my friends, is, is a, a manifestation of God. All right? When you spend time in the Bible, you are spending time in the presence of God. The Bible is alive. And, and what I'm saying to you may sound crazy, especially if, you haven't, if you're a new Christian, if you haven't spent a lot of time with the Bible. What, what I'm saying is the Bible is God. And when you spend time with the Bible, you are spending time with God. And as you spend time in the Bible in your personal life, you will come to understand exactly what I mean. That there are countless verses that could speak to your personal situation, that there are countless ways that the Bible will guide you, that the Bible will lead you, that the Bible will speak personally to you out of the pages of a story from 4,000 years ago. God wants to use the Bible in your life to lead you, to guide you, to draw closer to you, to do all of these wonderful things. You see, the Bible is not like any other book. In fact, the Bible, the Bible's not really a book at all. Now, you read it as you do a book, but it's not a book. And you can't even compare it to a book. In fact, reading the Bible is not like any other activity in existence. And again, I want to reiterate that I don't begin to understand all of these things, certainly not in their fullness. But what I'm telling you is, is that reading the Bible is different. That reading the Bible is spending time with God. And while John Grisham and Shakespeare and Daniel Steele and all these other authors, I don't know why those are the three that come to my mind, but they're trying to communicate to you through your mind, through your emotion, through your intellect. But the Bible is trying to communicate with you in an entirely different way. It's trying to connect your heart to the heart of God. It is a different frequency. It is a different wavelength. And it's a wavelength that you have never tapped into before. Reading the Bible is different and new and wonderful, but you have to give it a little bit of time. Is when your heart and your mind start tuning in to that frequency, that's when you begin to grow. That's when you begin to love it. That's when you begin to experience all that the Word of God truly has for you. Now, let me read you this, this another, another verse here. Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. Now, again, that's another very powerful statement. But let's look at what he's saying here. God is saying that when his word comes into a situation, it's like a fire. It's like a hammer. It's going to break down and change things and have a dramatic impact in wherever it's introduced. And my friends, that is what the Word of God does. The Word of God comes into you and he, it, it 
It helps bond you with God. It helps you to understand God. It helps you to get to know God. It helps you to hear directly from God, not just what's on the page, but it opens your heart to hearing directly the voice of God. That's what the reading the Bible will do for you, and it will change you. And I'll, I'll give you a short example. I remember one time, this is years ago, when I was in a checkout line and someone did something. And to be honest, I can't even remember what it was, but I just remember they did something that in my old life, you know, I would have been tempted to cuss them out. I would have been tempted to tell them off. What's, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? But my immediate reaction was to have compassion, to have love, to have mercy and forgiveness. And I thought to myself, man, what could be going on in this person's life that, that they could act this way in public? And I thought, my gosh, you know, I felt, I felt bad for them. I prayed for them. My heart went out for them and I felt love for them. And, and not long after that, when I realized that this was how I reacted to that situation. Now I thought, Lord, what is happening to me? How am I changing this way? How could it be possible that my initial reaction to that situation was love? And then I realized it was the spirit of God coming into my life and changing me, changing me. And I, I'm open with this. I'm honest about this. The things of Christianity did not come naturally to me. I mean, ask anybody I grew up with, ask anybody I know from my high school or college days. I wasn't nice. I wasn't good. I wasn't gentle. I wasn't loving. I wasn't overly kind. I wasn't any of those things. But spending time with God, spending time with a being who is love and, and that wants to help us, wants to guide us, wants us to become loving like him, gentle like him, kind like him. This is one of the wonderful things that spending time with the word of God does for us. It helps us become like him. It helps us become loving, gentle, kind, patient, peaceful, all the fruits of the spirit. These are all fruits of spending time with God. My friends, it doesn't matter where you start reading the Bible. You can pick any place, open it up, just give it a whirl, but get in there and make a decision that it is going to be a part of your life. It's going to be daily a part of your life. I'm not saying hours. I'm not saying, you know, oppressive amounts of time. I'm saying just get started, get a one-year Bible, read a chapter a day, do something and you will see your life change. There are few things that will positively impact your life, like diligently and consistently reading the word of God, not just reading, but saying, you know what, Lord, I trust you. Your judgments are true and righteous. They're more to be desired than gold. I am going to listen. I am going to follow your word, God. And Lord, I trust you. Lord, I love you. And I want to know all that I can about you. Guys, that's what spending time in the Word of God will do for you. I can't encourage you enough. Guys, as the days to come, we will continue this series talking about ways that we can connect and reconnect with God. Remember, God loves you more than you can fathom. And spending time in His Word is one of the best ways that we can draw closer to Him. I love you. God bless you. And have a great night.